This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show. Yeah, you come to me today. You want some Parmesan? Yeah, I'll get you some Parmesan. Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. 25, 20, 15, 10, 5, snowshoes, touchdown, Kansas City. According to Jim, is your home for the McPherson Bullpups. It's over! The Bullpups have knocked out Bishop the Age! And for the ninth time in school history, the Bullpups stand atop the state of Kansas! Everything happening in the sports world. Oh! oh are you serious? Slam jam back! Get them ready for the NBA fucking contest! And even some things not happening in the sports world. So, you're saying you will not watch any episodes of The Bachelor this year? I think I'd rather have a tooth pull. Now it's time for According to Jim. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. Let's do this thing. Another edition of According to Jim right here on 96.7 FM KBBE. Or for those of you listening online, probably not worldwide, (laughs) at midkansasonline.com. I'm Jim Joyner. Joining me as always, the most popular man and maybe the most frustrated man in McPherson, Mr. Steve Sell. Steve has been a little bit off today. And not for being old like he always says he is, or not just losing his mind or anything. Midkansasonline.com is down. It's off the web. And so it's really rattled Steve. He's running around. He has all these stories to post that he's oh, got things to do. We've got a ton of stories. And he just can't stories. do them. We've got a ton of stories. I got my column. People are bombarding me with texts and emails, wanting to know what's going on. I can say. Oh, what can you say? Okay. little All the Little River regional games we played tonight, these first rounds, instead of supposed to be girls tonight, boys tomorrow, they're playing everything tonight. Canton, Galvin, Gossel on Tuesday. The games have been moved to Canton. And we'll be at three and four thirty, so that's some early basketball. Yeah, well, enough time to get out of there and hit the early bird special. There you go at fifty six so, family restaurant. And of Galva. course tonight, McPherson Highs games. For those that haven't heard it already, I'm sure you've probably pretty much pretty aware. But the McPherson games for tomorrow night are tonight, so we'll be on the air at five forty with our pregame. Augusta coming to town, senior night. A lot of I think we have eight senior players plus managers and support staff being honored tonight. So should be a great night at the roundhouse. Should be two really good games. Both McPherson teams really struggled with Augusta the first time. So should be really great games. And I mean, wouldn't you rather watch Bullpup basketball than K-State slaughtering West Virginia, which is what they're going to do tonight? Big Monday. Big Monday. Well, Steve, you and I got to spend a lot of our Saturday watching college basketball. We were over at Central Christian College on Saturday afternoon at 1 and then 3.30. They were having their... 75th annual, 75th basketball anniversary, not their annual. This is the first time they've gotten everybody together. We watched the Tigers take on Texas Westland, a couple of great games that day. And then we went over to McPherson College on Saturday night, watched the women pick up a nice win over Bethel. The men could not finish at the end of their game, and so they ended up losing to Bethel. Whenever you bumped into people, what was the first thing that they probably said to you on Saturday afternoon and into Saturday evening? Hi, glad to see you. Well, I was really, (laughs) uh, I I don't know if anybody said they're glad to see you. I was referring more to some events from Friday night. Oh, yes. 
Friday. What happened on Friday? I don't even remember. <laughs> no, Friday night was, uh, um, of course, the McPherson girls, a great win over Circle, clinched the championship. Uh, the McPherson boys, and I think you are right, even Coach Schwarzenegger, right after, you know, we get, first thing, we you know, he doesn't talk about the game that, you know, we're getting ready to, you know, watch before the game. We were, you know, he says, what happened last night? Well, what happened was, hey, Jude Warren, absolutely lost his mind and scored 50 points. I'm trying to remember the most points ever scored against the Bullpups in my 40 years. Well, I have it in that book over there. I didn't okay. know that it was in there until last night. Okay, so what is the So height? Coach Kinnaman's official stat book, I think, only goes back really accurately 70s. to games to like 75-ish. Right, right. And, and the stats in there are really accurate. They're really good. And they have highest opponent totals. And I don't remember who the name of the – People were, but there were eight or ten different names listed that had gone over 30 points okay. in a game against McPherson. Had anybody gone over 40? Well, the highest number was 36. Okay. Ron Meyer would be my guess. There had been nobody ever score more than 40 points against McPherson in a game. And then all of a sudden, Jude Warren scores 50. And there are a lot of people that asked me the first question, well, how many free throws did he take? Right. How many free throws did he make? And that that's one of the questions a lot of people ask. Right. Because if it was a weird game, and let's say he's a really good free throw shooter, the game got down to the very end, and McPherson just had to keep fouling, and he made 25 free throws out of 27 attempts, people, I think, could rationalize that a little bit more and say, wow, okay, it makes sense. You know, He only made eight baskets, but he scored 25 points at the free throw line. Well... He made 13 free throws, which is not like it's none, but that's not the number that really helped him get right. to 50 points. The number that helped him get there, 16 made baskets out of 20 attempts. Yeah. And I don't know if you've been to the dentist recently, Steve. No. Have you ever had a surgical procedure on your teeth? Yes. Where they've had to take teeth out? Oh, no, no. Novocaine. Well, that's bad enough. If if they would not put the Novocaine in and started taking out some of those molars, yeah. that's a little bit what it felt like. Right. And, and yesterday morning, I went back and listened to the game because I was piecing off audio for highlights, and I had to relive it again. Ooh. I was telling some of the other parents that every now and then I'll have dreams about basketball games that I'm calling or if we're in football season. I, I dream about it a little bit. And they were more like nightmares on Friday night because it just was... Such a strange game where Jude Warren just kept going to the basket, finding a way to score, whether he had to go all the way around, do an up and under, pull up from 10 feet, spin around, knock down a 28-footer. It was about as impressive of an offensive performance that I can remember. And it wasn't like Coach Kinneman didn't try something different. They tried several things they different. Went, they had two different players guard him. They went zone. Had a diamond going at one time. I mean, he Jude Warren just kept getting to the basket. And give him credit, he made some incredibly tough shots. Oh, yeah. And it started early. He threw up a couple off-balance, falling, stumbling down shots, running one-handers, how they win it, you never know. You know, first quarter he had seven points. So, you know, he's on his way to a pretty good game. But you score seven points in the first quarter, the last thing you're thinking, he's going to go for 50. He gets uh, thir uh, 14 in the second quarter, 14 in the third, 15 in the fourth. Ooh. And uh, he made five threes and 16 out of 20 
overall from the field. He was eight and nine in the second half. Of course, I'm keeping since we're on the road. I'm keeping shot by shot, and I'm just going, God, this guy's not missing. Then I looked down. He he'd had one miss in the second half, and then he had a bunch of free throws. He actually struggled at the start from the free throw line. He was only like five out of nine, and then he kind of caught fire, and finished. I think he hit uh, eight of his last nine. He got in such a rhythm, but. Uh, you knew the sixty, or you knew the winning streak against Division Three was going to end. The Division Three winning streak was at sixty-seven, but I would have never, ever guessed it was going to come against Circle. I wouldn't have guessed it would have come in a game like that. No, and, as well as the Bullpups have been playing. And let's be honest, they had been skating on some thin ice for a couple of games where right. they had, they had not played their best, but had turned it on late and been able to pull away. Whether it was the El Dorado game, whether it was the Winfield game, whether it was Bueller last week that they had found ways to win at the end. And every now and then, you just don't have answers. Where the last couple of games for this team, they've had answers. This time, they couldn't find an answer. And some nights for them, the answer comes offensively. Where every now and then, you can't find the answer offensively. You're playing great defense, but you just can't score. Well, that was not the problem. They were able to score fairly easily the other night. The problem was... It felt like every time Circle brought the ball down the floor, by the time the Bullpups were bringing it back down to the other end, they'd just given up two or three points. And the other thing, like Coach Kinnaman said after the game, when Jude Warren wants to be a facilitator, he's a tremendous passer. He's a great ball handler. I think he's going to what, Butler playing? Is that Don't know. Okay, don't know. I thought somebody had told me he was going to Butler. If he is, he can play. I mean, the guy's a scorer. He is a scorer. He had 24 the first time we played, but we really didn't think too much of it because – Jake Alexander was going for 35 in that game, so 24 seemed like small potatoes. But, you know, Circle came out. It was 9-1. to Bullpups led 9-1. to And maybe that's the worst thing that happened because they kind of relaxed. They thought it was going to be easy. And like you said, this team has been skating kind of – skating the victories. When you look at Winfield, El Dorado, what was the other one? There were Bueller. Three. Bueller. They really played one good quarter each of those games. Well, so, Steve- and tonight, Augusta – Augusta's a team you can't mess around with. Right. I, st- I still think of all the teams in the league, Augusta is the second-best boys team. They're 13-5. and five. Jake Sims, former Camp Galva coach over there, does a great job down at, at, down at uh, Augusta. They're big. They're strong. They've got some shooters. And if the Bullpups aren't ready, eh, don't want to fear what think what could happen. This, the part that really hurts the McPherson boys is not in terms of winning the league, and of course that's important to them, but they have a chance tonight with a win to still win it outright, and even if they don't win tonight... They've got to share at the worst. Right, because Circle still has to play two games. Right. And Circle could very easily lose. I think they play Winfield they, and Bueller this yeah, week. Yeah, they're not going to lose those games. But they could. They could, but they won't. So, if in theory, if they lost one of those games this week, then it's over. But the scary part and the thing that this really hurt the boys at is substate seating. Right. Where they were sitting in a position where possibly they could be a top four, meaning that they would play two substate games at home. But now they have slid into the seven spot. Yeah, they fell a bunch. Which the seven spot, not only are you not going to be at home for your second game, but the worse you keep dropping... And the closer and closer you get to eight, number one, the better team that you're going to play. And you're likely going to match up with a team that has a record that's better than 500. But number two, if they happen to slip up tonight, 
then you're flirting with some dangerous territory you're looking at and not, potentially not being at home at all. Yeah, and that bullpups need to be home. They've been good on the road this year, but you want to be at home and, um, you know, right? If the, I think if the, what did we figure out? If the season would have ended Saturday, bullpups would have played at home against Goddard Eisenhower. Right, and seven then, and ten. And if, with a win, most likely, and over Central. Right. So, remember, four teams come out of the West, four teams come out of the East, and it's a little unfair this year because – the West has all the good teams. There's one good team in the East, St. Thomas Aquinas. After that... For the girls. I'm talking boys. Oh, okay. Yeah, on the boys' side, St. Thomas Aquinas, I believe, aren't they the best boys' team on the East? Don't know. Okay. Well, the East is not very good, and the West is just loaded. I mean, the West is absolutely loaded. Well, when McPherson's your seventh team, what does that tell you? It's pretty loaded. On the girls' side, they are into a spot where... They're pretty certain that they will be at home for their first game. I don't think there is a scenario where they can drop out of the top four. But now, they were at the two spot. And like we talked about on the broadcast the other night when we were at Circle, saying that this team, the only bad thing about the Circle game on Friday night is that they gave up 47 points. Right. Which for a lot of teams, that's a decent defensive night. But this is a McPherson team that was allowing 32 points per game. And one of the tiebreakers in sub-state seedings is defensive points per game. So it starts off with win-loss percentage, and then I think it goes head-to-head, and then defensive points per game. And they were tied with Goddard at 32. Right. And because they gave up 47, it dropped them down to 33. So technically they're in third right now. They better give up like 10 tonight to Augusta. To have a chance to get and back. That's, and see, that's what makes it sad. Now, if the Bullpups come out, say... You know, the first game was 40-28. to 28. 28 wouldn't be bad. But say the Bullpups jump on them like 24-6. to 6. Well, they're going to try and do everything they can to keep that total down low. And the state kind of – now that's encouraged. Keep that defensive total as low as you can. You can there's no let-up. So in the fourth quarter, if you're up 30 or 25, you just don't want to keep allowing any points. Would have been great for Coach Henson back in the day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they didn't like to bring the starters That's out. That's right. Coach Henson, he played those starters till two minutes ago in the game. The other really bad news for the McPherson girls is that they will likely be without Riley Hett for the rest of the season as they believe that she broke her hand in the game at Circle on Friday. Had a terrific first half, scored seven points. She yeah. was rolling. And then all of a sudden, she injured her hand on the offensive end, and we still didn't really see it. She came back down to the defensive end and got a tip on the ball, and that's when she realized how bad her hand well, was hurting I saw hurting the her. x-ray, although I don't know how to read an x-ray. Yeah, I just, but, yeah, that but the x-ray revealed, yeah, uh, six weeks is what we're hearing. Um, Coach Stratman actually, in his pregame comments to me, didn't even mention the injury. So maybe he was trying to keep it away from Augusta. But uh, uh, They don't listen to us anyway. Yeah, I mean, who does? So we weren't supposed to last. <laughs> we weren't even supposed to be on the air like, what, three weeks and we were supposed to be kicked off. But that's Well, nobody can read your comments. That's from, right. From Coach Strathman either because MidKansasOnline.com yeah, Mid is still Online, down. My pre-seed was – when the website went down this morning, I was just in the process of putting up the pre-seed for tonight's game. And well, it wouldn't matter. Nobody could see it anyway. Yeah. So – but, no, it's very unfortunate that the website's down because everyone's wanting to see, you know, read up about the Augusta game tonight. That's true. All right, Steve, let's take a break. When we come back, the Big 12 basketball race got a little tighter – this weekend with KU picking up a massive win. K-State losing at home to Iowa State. 
We'll talk about that next. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KVBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmer's State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Back on this afternoon's According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE, Jim Joyner, Steve Sell, still very nervous Steve Sell, about midkansasonline.com. I'm tense. (laughs) Very tense. High tension. Pins and needles. Well, I think Steve is still a little bit nervous as a loyal Kansas Jayhawk supporter, but I think he feels a little bit better today than he did at this time a week ago. Yeah. They didn't mess around with West Virginia, and that's what they really needed to do. Take care of business early. What was the score to have? Like 40, 43 to 16. 43 to 16. That's what you got to do against the a team that is just basically unravel. Huggy Bear didn't even, I don't think he even got a technical in the game, did he? I didn't. It's very surprising. Yeah, I didn't I didn't see much of the game, but uh, Now the problem is, Steve, that loss the KU had at Morgantown ugh. is one that might haunt them in this Big 12 race. Yeah. Where if that game would have been played Two weeks later, it was probably going to be a win for the Jayhawks. Oh, yeah, yeah. But on the other half of the Sunflower State, Kansas State was at home to take on Iowa State. And if they would have been able to find a way to win, they would have put themselves into a position that would have been very hard to lose. Now, did you pick K-State to win? Yes. Were you surprised at the result? Well, I heard Dean Wade got hurt. I don't know. He did. I didn't. Now, again, that's we were so busy with... Local college basketball. I didn't. I really didn't get to see any college basketball this weekend. So I don't know when Dean Wade got hurt in the game. I guess he sprained an ankle. I mean, K State's a team that just can't afford an injury to a starter. And of course, Iowa State, from what I read, shot lights out, and they still didn't win the game by that much. So just call it an aberration. I still like K State. Um, the schedule favors them, but that game at KU is going to be really big. But KU has to go to Texas Tech. And I think that's a loss for the Jayhawks. Really? I do. Well, I believe it's going to be the same weekend from a year ago that KU went down to Lubbock, and it was college game day. Everybody was very excited, and nobody gave the Jayhawks a chance. Here's my bold prediction here, Steve. Pistol hot take? Are you ready for it? Okay. You think you can handle this? All right. On Saturday, the Jayhawks win in Lubbock. Okay. You can feel the flames coming up from that one. Mm-hmm. Then they turn around on Big Monday and beat K-State at home, and the Jayhawks are in first place. Is, I, that, is that a crazy thought? No, it's not a crazy thought. But Then I, they go to Stillwater, which is probably the easiest game on the conference schedule Gil right Self now. But Gil Self has had more trouble at Stillwater than any place. But, but this is a different yeah, Oklahoma State Oklahoma team, State's too. Not, they're not good. Then they go to Norman, which that will not be an easy game, and then Baylor at home to wrap up the regular season. I see it pretty clearly that KU wins both these games. You Texas Tech seer. and K-State. You are a seer. I, I am a I am a seer. I'm an optimist a little bit more. Now, Steve, in his in the back of his mind, I think he understands that KU basketball is KU basketball, and they always find ways to win these right. games and win the Big 12. 
But Steve's pessimistic side is saying, oh, God, they're going to go down to Lubbock. They're going to lose. They're going to come home to Allen Fieldhouse, lose to K-State. I don't think they'll lose to K-State. Then they'll turn around and go to Stillwater and find a way to lose to that ragtag crew. Then they're going to go to Norman and lose that one. And then Baylor at home on senior night aren't going to be any seniors to honor. They've won won 33 years in a row, I think, on senior night. So I I do like some of their history. But I still still like K-State. I don't know. What, if Dean Wade, though, is out, I have not seen any reports today. If Dean Wade's out, things that changes a whole bunch of stuff. So whenever we talk a week from tomorrow, next Tuesday, the I guess what will be the 26th, do you think KU will have just picked up two wins? Will they have picked up one win, or will they have zero? I'm saying one. So you're saying that they're going to lose at Lubbock. Right. But they will win at home against K-State. I I can't even remember the last time K-State swept KU in a season. And KU will find a way. They'll find a way in that game. I mean, if Shane Marston has to go out and throw a chicken on the floor. It would be Shad. Shad, sorry. If Shad goes out and throws a chicken on the floor. Well, I think it would be a little different at Allen Fieldhouse. (laughs) What about the rest of this Big 12? Do you have faith in Texas Tech besides this game on Saturday? to find a way to win the Big 12. They ha- they still have to go to Ames. They still have to play Texas at home. They have to go to Fort Worth. Do you have no, faith in Texas Tech? I, I don't because I think the schedule works against them. Iowa State is the other team. I, I think it's KUK State, Iowa State. I think it's those three teams. Baylor's going to fall. I don't know what Baylor is now, but I look for them to kind of drop back. Baylor's 7-5 and five in the league. Okay, they're going to drop back. I mean, God, what a strange year in the Big 12 where so many – you know, it's there are a lot of predictions that say that the Big Twelve champions, there will be four of them, and they will all be twelve and six. Wow. That's what a lot of projections say. Really? Ken Palm and some of those places. I'd like to see this Ken Palm guy. I've never seen him before. Ken Pomeroy? Don't know him. Well, a lot of projections are saying it could be a twelve and six four way well, split as for long the conference as KU championship. Shares it, that's number fifteen, so it is a technicality, but they, is the Big 12 bad this year, Steve? Big 12's weird. I mean, not in comparison to what the conference has been other years. Do you think it is not good compared to other conferences and other oh, teams this year? No, it's it's way down. It's way down. I mean, you take the top four teams in the Big 12 and play the ACC, the top four teams in the ACC, would they win any of those games? I mean, KU would have to play Duke. There's no way KU beats Duke. K-State plays Carolina, you think K-State can actually beat Carolina? I don't think so. Let's see, where the, where's the first Big 12 team in the AP poll? It's KU at 12. Yeah, what does And that they're tell in you? third place. What does that tell you? Duke, Gonzaga, Virginia, Kentucky, who got a big win over Tennessee. Tennessee's five. Nevada's six. Michigan, seven. North Carolina, eight. Houston think, is nine. I just think it's a down year overall in college basketball. I really Well, I do. think the top is really good. Yeah, I think... I think the top is about as good as it's Duke been in a long really, time. really, really good. Uh, for Gonzaga's really good. Where last year I thought it was more balanced. Yeah. I thought the top 25 teams were all really even. Yeah. Where this year the top five teams are all really, really good. Zion Williamson, he's 1-20 to 20 to be the number one pick in the NBA draft next year. But Tennessee showed the other day that they're not unbeatable. They got drilled. Duke has shown that they are not unbeatable. Gonzaga has shown that they are not unbeatable. The only team that really, to me, looks the most unstoppable 
is Duke. Right. But 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 I think that they if they get a bad matchup, and I don't think they can lose early on in this They're tournament. Not. Duke's gonna. I'm I, I think you if right. they get a bad matchup in the Elite Eight, that they could be in some trouble. I would take the field, or I'm sorry, I would take Duke and give the field. Ooh, that's how that's how confident I am in Duke. What if the Jayhawks draw Duke? Adios for the Jayhawks. <laughs> you wouldn't be picking him. No. Who, as a KU fan, would you rather see the Jayhawks be matched up against in their, let's say, Elite Eight matchup of another team that's probably one of the five ones or the one of the four ones? Would you rather see them matched up with Virginia, a team that plays such hard defense, but they don't score a lot? Would you rather see them against the Gonzaga team that hasn't been quite as tested this year, but they're very good? What about a Tennessee team that's just freaky athletic? Well, they who would you rather see the Jayhawks be matched? Well, up right against? now, say Kentucky, you know, is four. I I like their chances against Kentucky. I didn't feel like they played well at all, and they still almost beat Kentucky. I like it, Steve. All right, let's take one more break. We'll get ready for the Bullpups taking on Augusta tonight. Back after this, you're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 12.30 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Wrapping up today's According to Jim, 96.7 FM KBBE. Steve, did you watch any of the NBA All-Star activities this weekend? I didn't watch any of the stuff on Saturday. I did watch a little bit of the game even though I said I wasn't going to, because normally I don't watch the NBA. You said you protest the NBA All-Star game. I think you said verbatim, it is a disgrace to basketball. Well, and it after watching bits and pieces yesterday, yes and no, it's a disgrace that they only go half speed. But from a good standpoint... It's fun. It, it was fun. The three-point shooting is just unbelievable. Those guys, it's um, it's amazing how they shoot the basketball. Especially if they're open. Yeah, and some of the dunks were just, you know, out of this world. What'd you think of Hamidou Diallo dunking over Shaq in the dunk contest? Did you see that? I did see highlights of that, but the dunk, it's the same thing every year. I mean... What do you mean? It's Nobody's ever just, dunked over Shaq before. Well, they jump over somebody else or jump over Yeah, but car. nobody's jumped over Shaq. Well, Shaq do. I like Shaq do. But anyway... Um, the dunk contest to me, it's it's outgrown its usefulness because um, you do see enough dunks in the game. The three point shooting contest, I would like to watch because I like to see. It's like watching T Rob. Do you think it's weird that they have actual refs that stand there and whenever the shot goes up, one of them puts his hand in the air and goes three, <laughs> three, well, three, and then you, the one that makes it, they they give him the good, good. You're too young to remember, but in my day. If you got a the foul, early forties. If you well, a little later than that. <laughs> but if you got a foul, you had to put your hand up, and if you didn't, you got a technical. The referee would stare you down, and if you didn't say yes, I did it. <laughs> yes, sir. I acknowledge yeah, the fact I, that I am yeah. going to be called for a block. Yeah. If you didn't put your hand up, you got a technical foul back in my day. How long ago was that? Mm, late sixties, early seventies. That's weird. Yeah. What you, a strange rule. You had to put your hand up. 
What happens if you put your left hand up? Doesn't matter as long as you put one of them up. What if you were down on the floor? What if, let's say you, you get called for a, a, a block and you get knocked you can, down you on can the floor. Be scr- you could be crawling on the ground as long as you put your hand up. I, I did it. I did it. I found <laughs> So you wouldn't get a technical. It's similar to those people in basketball now that when one of their teammates is about to get called for like his fourth or fifth foul, and the teammate will come over and go, no, no, it's on me, sir. Yeah. I was the one that said that. Yeah. There, were, there was a technical Boy, foul a, in the we've Central We've seen game. a lot of technicals, haven't we, this year in college basketball? Well, the, the Central game against Sagu the other day, there were eight technicals in the game by the other team. So yeah. Sagu had eight technicals. We, we saw technicals in the Bulldog game on Saturday. I mean, we've seen – Lots of technicals this year. I have lots of things to say we've to the seen officials. A couple, we've seen a couple in the high school games. Yeah, you've got to get after it. Yeah. Steve, as we take a look at to tonight, the Augusta boys are thirteen and seven. The girls are ele- or thirteen and five. The girls are eleven and seven. There you go. They still have another game this week after this one. But they were two very competitive games on the road at Augusta back in January. The Augusta girls are not playing quite as well as they have been earlier this year. The boys are still playing well, but they had a weird loss to El Dorado on Friday. Yeah. Two big games for these teams to well, finish off the regular season And the strong. Augusta girls only beat El Dorado by five. With Jaden Marlney and Abby Rhodes, Maddie Livingston. I mean... Steve, I think the Bullpups need to get away from Beatles characters. Yeah. We talked about, hey, Jude Warren last yeah. Friday night. Now we've got Abby Rhodes coming oh, yeah. into town. Yeah, Abby Rhodes. They've got to get away from all these Beatles people. And I'll guarantee if anyone wants to try to beat Abby Rhodes in the shot put or nope. whatever it is, you better, you better back off because she can throw the shot put out like a guy. Steve, as we look ahead to this game tonight, a lot of senior night activities. We're going to have the senior girls on the halftime of the boys' game, normally when Coach Strathman is out there for his post-game comments. We're going to have the senior girls on then. We're going to have the boys on at the end of the game, hopefully after a couple of wins for these two teams. What are you going to ask the bus? The bus? Yeah. Why did you get that technical in the game? (laughs) (laughs) No, no, bus is great. Uh, I've known Bus since he was born and raised him from a pup, and and uh, he's turned into quite a nice young man. We'll give you all the credit. <laughs> Not to Mrs. K or Coach K. Yeah. All of it to Steve I'm the sure, neighbor. I'm sure the Bus would probably say that, too. Yeah, he would say Steve the neighbor. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's, the, he's the right guy. Yeah. All right, Steve, we'll wrap up today's show. We'll see you, everybody, at a senior night tonight. It's the Bullpups again. Remember, it is tonight. They take on the Augusta Orioles instead of that game normally supposed to be on Tuesday. We'll wrap up today's show. For Steve Sell, I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We'll talk to you tonight. According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell was brought to you by... Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. Make sure to listen to According to Jim every weekday from 1230 to 1 p.m. right here on 96.7 FM KBBE.